from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, and welcome to another segment of Starting Little, Ending Big with our wonderful elementary school counselors, Elise Hansen and Gina James. Welcome, welcome, ladies. Always good to see you. Hello. Hi. So if you guys can, you listeners might tell from the audio, they sound amazing. And I sound a little tinny, like I'm in a little tin can because I am. Um, I'm on the road traveling today and I'm in my van on my computer and I forgot my microphone. That's okay because I will I will still do talking, but not that much talking today because today we're going to be talking about ooh, a fun topic. Actually, I've heard a lot of business people talk about emotional intelligence, EQ versus, I don't know, academic intelligence, the IQ, the intelligence intelligence here. Anyway. That is because there's more of a more of a, a push to this to, to talk about these things, talk about EQ versus IQ. So, I mean, EQ, emotional intelligence, what goes into that? What goes into that? What is this EQ thing we're talking about here? OK, so when I teach the kids at school, I teach them that we have two types of intelligence that we need to develop in your IQ, of course, is your school smarts. Like you've got to know how to do math and reading and science and all those good things to help you. But the other side of that is your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. And we call that your people smarts. So how do you, you know, control your emotions and deal with people in healthy ways? And so, um, you know, I tell them as you come to school every day, we're actually working on both of those two sides. I say, you know, you come into my life skills class every week, which I'm helping you with your EQ side of that. But you're also practicing that at recess time and in your classrooms when you're working with others. And, um, you know, the truth is, if you look at the information on the IQ, EQ, they're both extremely important for your success. But EQ actually edges out the IQ that you've got to know how to deal with people. You've got to know you know, those emotional intelligences that make you a strong, healthy person and help you to, you know, deal and live in society and and actually become a contributing member of your school, your your family first, your school, your community, clear up to our world. So it's a critical thing for sure that we're teaching. So it sounds like it's the the real word, the real world like term for like uh our, our soft skills like that's our eq that's our emotional intelligence our soft skills that we teach in school and aren't so soft they're pretty dang hard um that's that eq and actually there's been so i i've looked at quite a few polls and like big big business owners like there's one guy i talk about him sometimes gary vanerchuk he's a big business owner uh big he's an investor for different places platforms he is big on EQ. He would rather have someone be mediocre at their job, but work well with people and have a high emotional intelligence. He'd rather have that than someone who's a rock star, but they are a crappy person. <laughs> like they're a jerk. 
They're hard to get along with. They don't work well with others. He'd rather have a mediocre player that plays well with everyone than a rock star who doesn't work well. Yeah, you've got to be a team player. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the thing about that is a lot of employers do feel like I can teach my people the skills they need. What's more difficult to teach them are those soft people skills. And so, you know, I try to explain to the kids really what that means. What are the people skills? And, you know, it boils down to just what Elise just said. Are you a team player? Can you work with others? Can you make others around you feel good? Um, you know, staying away from those thinking errors, being self-centered, blaming other people when you need to take ownership for it, you know, um, always assuming the worst or minimizing or mislabeling things. All of those thinking errors can really cause people a lot of problems. So helping them to recognize them early on in their life, you know, will bring out tons of success in them. And that's what we're looking for. Well, in my classes this month, we're talking about the seven habits of happy kids. And this week, the habit was seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that fits right in there. We've got to be able to read the body language and and seek to understand what the other person is saying instead of thinking about what we want to say next or having our mind wander onto other things, becoming good listeners and understanding them. Yeah, Gina, so you mentioned thinking errors, and I think that's really interesting because I feel like the older we get, the harder it is to correct those thinking errors. And so how do we help kids to correct those on their own? Because that's something internal. That's something you have to buy into. That's a literal change of heart to have to change a thinking error. And how how, how do we guide and help those children to correct those thinking errors early on. Well, I like what you said. You know, there's, it doesn't matter. Early intervention in anything, including people's skills is huge. Like you said, we get set in our ways. And maybe if we're a person that always assumes the worst is going to happen, it's hard to break those habits. But if you can teach those early on and help kids and, you know, they're still coachable. So you can call them out and say, no, wait a minute. Isn't that blaming others? Because that's a thinking error. Then they start to pick that up on their own. We're all guilty of thinking errors. I mean, every single one of us, but as we get older, our hope is that we can pick up on it much quicker and go, well, wait a minute, I shouldn't be thinking that way, or I shouldn't have, you know, gone that direction that that isn't going to help me. So Again, it's just like reading early intervention in anything, including people skills is huge. Oftentimes kids will learn those thinking errors as a survival mode. You know, I need to blame others so I don't get in trouble, but helping them understand and see that actually that's not going to get you anywhere um, is one of the critical things we're doing in those early elementary years for sure. And I like Gina, how you, asked a question. I think when we talk to the kids, if we ask them questions and help guide them so that they can come to the understanding. Yeah, that is huge. Actually, there's a lot of professional organizations that really focus on asking good questions to make sales, asking good questions to communicate with people. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and I've served a mission and like half of our training book, half of it 
was about asking good questions um, when educating people. And so that's something that, that I think could be easy to struggle with is asking little kids good questions. Because I think, think sometimes we underestimate their ability to think complexly. We're like, dude, they can't. That goes over their head. I can't ask them things deep. But I think we can kind of, we can ask questions and make them, help them think deeper than we think they're able to. Mm-hmm. And, and as elementary school counselors, I'll put a plug in for our collaborative classroom instruction because we can ask questions that guide them back to the lessons that we've taught. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, one thing I like to even ask the question of if we're dealing with some kind of a situation, I like to ask them, well, how is this making you feel? Because if you if you can make them kind of go back to the, you know, is what you're doing making you feel good, feel good about yourself, you know, feel good about, and oftentimes you'll see them process it and then they'll say, it's making me not feel good about myself. Okay, so that's your indicator that probably what's what's what you're doing is not a good idea. So again, you're just helping them guide them through of noticing those emotions and feelings and then handling them in an appropriate way. And then adding empathy into that. How does the other person feel? Mm-hmm. Huge. There's many, there's many facets to emotional intelligence. And I think one of the kind of unsung heroes that holds it together is what you mentioned, mentioned there, Elise, is the empathy aspect. It, it's kind of hard to teach kids empathy sometimes. Like it's not, but it is because it's, it's something that is felt. It's not like, all right, I'm going to teach you to be empathetic today. Feel empathy. It's like, um, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's having that emotional intelligence that it's, you know, empathy and sympathy are different. Sympathy is feeling sorry for the person and empathy is understanding and, and helping in some way. And mm-hmm. so having that emotional intelligence to be able to, to empathize, be able to see what you can do to help the other person Mm -hmm. being emotionally aware yeah Mm -hmm. well and i also think that empathy really is something that all of us have inborn in us Mm -hmm. it just depends on whether that's you know nourished and watered or whether it's shut down and so a lot of that has to do with well what does their home life look like and and what are they you know, what have they been taught? I mean, if they've been taught to consider the other person and what they're feeling. And so some kids, you know, develop that and become really good at it. Other kids, it really takes purposeful, you know, training and talking about it and reteaching if they've lost some of that. But I, I still believe that all of us are born with a natural tendency for empathy. Well, well a baby smiles back, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a proof of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I say it all the time when I'm in schools and different things. You know, bullies are not born; they are bred. Unkindness is not natural; it is learned, and it only takes just a little bit of exposure to natural, intentional kindness to remind kids of that natural, instinctual urge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Thank you. I love it.
Well, guys, this has been, I, I love talking about emotional intelligence and just empathy and all these things in general, because it's, it's starting to become more important in popular culture and just regular everyday life. More people are starting to care about it. I remember back when I was a kid, I'm actually in my hometown right now, Blanding, Utah. Um, I was speaking here, giving a few assemblies and whatnot about this type of stuff. And I remember growing up, a lot of adults had the attitude, especially for young men, if we had emotions, to shut up your emotions, be tough, tough it up. But it pleases me to see that more and more the popular culture is to be empathetic, is to be kind. Emotional intelligence is becoming popular. And that makes me happy. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an important part of, you know, our success. I mean, that, that's been proven over and over. Just what you said, employers are going to prefer that with good reason. It, it brings in some healthy, good employees. So, I mean, at the bare bones, who wants to work with a jerk? No one wants to work with a jerk. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> Yep. There you go, kids. Don't be a jerk. My job's done. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you all, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.